You are listening to the Phoenix Podcast with UK life and wellbeing coach Zoe Thompson. Meaningful and light-hearted conversations packed with hints, tips and advice to help you live the life that you want with confidence. Like, subscribe, share and make sure you stay tuned to create the tomorrow you want while learning to love your today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fire 5 at Phoenix. My name's Zoe, I am the coach here at Phoenix Life and Wellbeing Coaching and you have tuned in if you've tuned in live or if you are watching back on one of the channels you have joined us for Fire 5 at Phoenix. Each week I am joined by a guest Today I'm joined by Hazel. Hazel will introduce herself in a minute. Each week I'm joined by a guest. That guest brings five questions on the topic of the month. And this month the topic is our beliefs. So the last episode was joined by Fenella. This week Hazel and we've still got another couple of guests lined up. So great topic this month. Self-limiting beliefs are enabling beliefs. So powerful. Um, And we've had some really good conversations so far. So I will get Hazel to introduce herself. Please like and subscribe wherever you are watching this. And please, if you are hearing this conversation and you think somebody else would be interested in hearing what this conversation is all about, feel free to share and let them know that this is happening. So Hazel, do you want to tell Mm. us, tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I'm a virtual assistant now, which has been about three years. Um, before that, I was a veterinary nurse, but I had a little person and circumstances changed and I just decided I needed to be self-employed and do a career shift. So I did a complete, like, not sort of progressive, it was just complete career change and here I am. So yeah, I like helping people with their content and supporting small businesses because showing up online like this and in written form is ongoing and tiring. So I make it a bit easier. That's my aim. You certainly do. And I think it's great, isn't it, for you know people like myself who want to be spending their time with clients and spending their time engaging with, with people to have somebody like you in the background that can take some of that pressure off all of the things that needs to be done to keep a business going, the marketing and all of those things is fantastic. So you're doing a, a great job. Little person is homeschooling at the moment. So little person may appear this morning, <laughs> has been given some things to keep her entertained. But if um, uh, a little mini Hazel appears at any point, um, you might hear the conversation digress. <laughs> yeah, but it's all good. It's all good. So Hazel, you have five questions for me yeah I'm excited because I've watched loads of these so I was like oh I get to pick five questions yeah you get to pick five questions and so if you haven't um if you haven't watched any of these or listened to any of these before I don't get to see the questions beforehand so whatever happens next so I'm hoping I mean the idea behind all of this was that you know the, the guest gets to bring conversations um, topics and conversations that are important to them rather than me talking about what's important to me so Hazel far away far away so I'm going to do them in the order that I thought of them because I did think quite long and hard about these okay um so my first one was do you believe mind over matter is actually possible oh that's a very good question uh yes I think it I think it is. I, I think the, you know, the, um, 
how we think, what we think can happen has a huge impact on how we believe when we go into it, how possible it is to make it happen. And I think the mindset and that self-belief or the belief in and that confidence, inner confidence in that we we have the resources, we have the tools to make things happen is a big part of that. Um, so I do I do think mind over matter is possible. I do and I do think it has a, a bigger impact than I think we're always necessarily consciously aware of. I think we probably know that in the background, but I think when we're planning things, when we're going into things, I think sometimes it's very easy to just go straight into the action and the doing rather than the the t- taking that time out to think about what's what's needed and think about how we're going to make that happen and reassure ourselves of that confidence that we can make it happen before we do that. So certainly in the sporting world, you know, I, I share this story uh, quite a lot, you know, that when people in you know in the lifting world would walk up to the platform you can see the conversation that's going on inside their head and you could almost predict whether or not they would make that lift or not based on you could that conversation that inner conversation that was happening and I think that self-belief telling ourselves that we can having that confidence that we believe we can is is a huge part of it. Uh, so you've just sort of stolen my second question <laughs> in your example <laughs> because I know I'm always intrigued about your your strong woman stuff um and I know you're I can well now but I can imagine you're still quite competitive um and I do some horse riding and obviously it's a little bit different because you've got an animal with its own mind underneath you but I was gonna say how do you make when you're going into competition and it you're nervous and that's because you care how do you have that um conversation in your head how do you make yourself believe it's possible and any tips especially when it's not all under my control or other people not everything in sports under the person's control is it like one-on-one with a bar I suppose you are well and I think sport sports like life isn't it it's not all under your control but there is a huge amount that you can control um I think for me when I was competing it was something that I had to learn to do because it's a it's a very different it's a, a very different mindset to if you haven't been competitive in a sport it was something that was very new to me and fell into it quick quickly and the level of competition escalated quite quickly so it wasn't something that you know in terms of training my mindset that competitive mindset that was just as short as the amount of physical training I had been doing so the two kind of ran alongside um for me it was about using what I'd learned in training that kind of confidence in ability from training so knowing that you know if you've worked hard in training that you've lifted what you needed to lift in training that the chances are then you've got that confidence of you've got what it takes to go in in competition and I think a lot of people myself included it's very easy to get your focus diverted into who else is there what else other people are doing um and it's very easy to kind of get caught up in all of that so it's that kind of tunnel vision of what you've done in training what you're there to do on the day and controlling what you can take control over um but that's that transfers over into life now as well you know, <laughs> their, their life skills as well as sports skills you know you 
you work hard to learn and to train and to understand and develop your skills and your knowledge you get more confident the more you do things you get more confident in your ability um, and the more you practice the more these things become easier you and you get more confident with them so it's the same same for training but I think the that competitive atmosphere kind of takes it up a notch which takes some getting used to and, and again that's the experience of you know my the time that I was competing was quite a relatively short period of time in comparison to a lot of the other women in the sport you know so I think that probably again you know that time to learn how to be in that environment and and the more pressure with the level of competition as well and you could see you know some girls would completely thrive under that under that pressure and really be able to use it and other girls not so much you know and so we were all trying to you know everybody tries to find their own way with it um but for me it was more about you know putting the work in in training and then having some set uh, sentences that I would repeat to myself to sort of again just remind myself that I'd done the work in training that I did have what it takes that I did deserve to be there because I mean how often do we tell ourselves that you know we're here by chance or we're here by accident or we're here because somebody else you know that it's not in our control but just that reminder for me those I think I had couple of statements that I would just keep repeating to myself that you know I've trained hard I have the right to be here and I've done everything that I can to do well today and just to you know put that you know time to time to put it to the test so mm. and I, you know that that comes up now in, in you know with work things with training courses you know it's like you deserve to be there you've earned your place at the table you you know and you've put the work in and you've put the effort in and so now is the time to put it into practice it's kind of kind of the same thing for me that's quite cool I might have to go back and get those three sentences in your voice and put them in my headphones <laughs> next time I'm doing something because so I've learned yeah, headphones I, I, to block out everybody else so I can focus on me but maybe yeah, what I'm, I'm playing I, through them yeah and so uh, I think the other thing that I did was try to replicate in training that competition environment so you know certainly the last few weeks of training really take as if I was there to try and you know the muscle memory and brains and muscle memory as much as getting that physical muscle memory of you know the walking up to the bar of how where everything you know where everything is positioned but also the conversation that goes on in your head at that time and just repeat 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 so that when you get to competition day you are as you place your hands in a certain position you'll you naturally kick in that those you know that positive affirmation or those positive statements that help remind you as much as you're reminding yourself about the physical elements you're reminding yourself of the mindset elements as well I wonder if playing that down the headphones to the horse will help in my situation <laughs> worth a try I suppose yeah, I don't I don't know how it I don't know how it works with animals but I would imagine that if if you were to re replicate that in that environment of seeing certain things with your <laughs> sorry what we said about can't control what everybody does exactly. so we we control the controllables but I think you know if you were to say certain things as you know as you get on the you probably do already do you know as you get on the horse you probably you know say certain things that keep 
the animal calm. You probably say say you do certain things as you say certain things with instructions. And I've I've never ridden a horse, so I'm I'm completely going to change that one day. Yeah, (laughs) but I think it's that it's that element of you probably give instructions verbally as you give them with some kind of physical trigger as well from from what I know so again it's it's that thing of your as you give your you have a physical trigger you are giving a verbal even if it's an internal verbal trigger at the same time yeah makes sense yeah yeah they're just very perceptive on if you're trying to convince yourself so I guess you know, like some of the people when you're competing, you try and tell yourself it's okay, but you're not quite believing it yet. Yeah. They pick up on that little bit of you don't believe this. Yeah. So yes, I need yeah, that's good tip. No, I'm definitely gonna I hear that animals are very good at picking up on energy as well. So if you've got that nervous energy that's uh more around nerves rather than adrenaline confidence energy that they they would pick up on that they would pick up on the the nervous energy and that's what they respond to rather than a verbal or physical instruction yeah and we do that too you know that sometimes that's why we feel that disconnect when we talk to people because the the energy or the body language is saying something different to what the person is is saying so we as humans pick up on that as well because there's a disconnect between what you are seeing in comparison to what you're what you're hearing yeah and I'm having to check my questions because I'm like, I can't remember what's next now I'm too busy listening to you and getting <laughs> getting lost in the moment I could just carry on with that question and find out more so um yeah my next one is it's not sort of linked in my head um this is quite a I think it's a complicated one you might go oh this is easy but there are situations where your beliefs don't always match the person you're having to deal with that so could be work or family so that can be quite hard so how do you deal with a situation where you've got to be around someone where you just really don't see the same it's not morals maybe it is beliefs morals how do you how do you cope with that and not let it frustrate you or wind you up i think that the difference is that beliefs morals ethics values are, are very individual to all of us and there's no right or wrong you know the the beliefs that we hold or the the things that are important to us are influenced and based on our own experiences and part of our upbringing and and experiences with people, situations that we've been in, um, people who have influenced us as we've grown older. Um, I think for me, it's about trying to understand where that person's coming from, but ultimately having a respect that that is their belief. That's what they, that's what they choose to believe is, is right for them, but it's not a right or wrong you know there's there's not it's not fact their beliefs so it's not it's it's not something that you can argue is fact and show evidence to prove that they are wrong because ultimately it's a it's a feeling it's a belief for them shaped by their experiences and shaped by their view of the world I think there's great discussion to be had in that 
But I think ultimately, sometimes that gets quite heated because we feel like we want to defend what we believe to be true. And sometimes in those discussions or conversations, it feels when we try to share what we believe and why we believe that, that it can feel like we're the other person is trying to change ours or we're trying to change theirs. And then we get very defensive because that's what we believe to be true. Um, you know, and, and I'll be the first to admit, I sometimes, you know, I've been in those conversations where it's, you know, you're, you, you do feel a connection to your beliefs. You do feel that that's because it's part of, it's part of you. It's part of who, who you are as, as a person. It, it is part of that. So I think when we feel that that's being criticised or we feel that somebody has a belief or a way of thinking that is in conflict with that, then it's it gets very it can get very difficult to try and try and get past that. Um, And especially when it's in conflict with what you, you know, where there is a complete kind of complete opposite end of the spectrum of this is what I believe. This is what you believe. I think. There's lots to learn from people who think differently, believe differently. I think there's lots to learn in those conversations. Um, but I think it's also knowing when to acknowledge that, okay, that's 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 what you believe, this is what I believe, and and step away from that because there's a relationship or a friendship or a partnership or you know a working relationship there that you want to protect that you want to respect and that ultimately the beliefs can be quite a small part of that person and that connection um so I think sometimes it's knowing knowing when to step back from that and say look look we know we we have different opinions different thoughts different approaches on this we've had different experience in life that have shaped that and respect that that person has the right to feel differently and to see the world differently, even if we don't see the, don't see it that way. And that, I think that's tough. But I think the world yeah. is part of what makes the, the beauty of the world, isn't it, is that we do all see the world differently and we do all get to see things, <clears throat> excuse me, and experience things differently. I think it's very difficult when we are with people who don't always share that we're you know humans are creatures of connection we're creatures of identity we like to find people who we identify with and so sometimes when you identify with people on certain levels but then there's one level where it's a complete disconnect that's that's really hard you know and it's it's hard sometimes to work with that but I think there's lots to learn in that as well of okay how did you get how did you get to that opinion and how did you get you know what makes you think you know what makes you think that what's informed that what's what are your experiences that have shaped that so um I think there's an opportunity to learn there's an opportunity to try and understand things differently but I think it's that uh you know and and it's a reminder to myself as much you know it's that putting that ego of needs to be right need to know more putting that ego aside to listen and understand and hear somebody else's experiences and and why they why they feel the way they feel yeah I guess it's the listening side of the communication isn't it and um yeah yeah, they don't they don't necessarily have to listen I suppose as long as we're open to listening we can learn from them if they choose not to that's their their lookout 
that's something I definitely need more practice in. I'm quite feisty yeah. and stuff. So that's quite a good point to think. Okay, I'll just yes. listen. It's controlling myself, isn't it? Like you said, you can't control that they listen to hear your experiences, but you can control you listening to them. And I think the the reframe of of you're not you don't need to convince them to think something different. They don't need to convince you to think something different, but you can share the stories and experiences of why you see the world through a different set of lenses yeah are you, are you picking up sound of the different set of lenses in the background it's got, very, it's got a different level of what is important right now yes imagination <laughs> it's great what's important to her is she shares with you what she's been doing she probably thinks that an hour has passed and yeah. the time to come and share <laughs> her belief of indoor volume and outdoor volume is one we don't agree on so who's going to listen to who there will be an interesting one <laughs> but yeah no that's really i mean we've talked before not when we're on things about stuff like that so yeah it can be a work in progress can't it um, yeah you can still like you say you don't have to change someone else's mind to make a positive impact on you yeah even if you don't agree with them you can still learn from your experience of being around them if it makes you a better person you've gained even if they've chose not to it's still a positive I guess and I, I think it's it's difficult isn't it sometimes when we feel we need to ask for people to respect our point of view yeah because it's almost like we feel we shouldn't have to ask for that and sometimes we do sometimes we have to remind people that i don't i don't need you to convince me to do things differently i but i would like you to respect that i have my point of view and we have different points of view here i'm just going to push my door too slightly because otherwise you're all going to get the soundtrack to frozen at high volume oh, that's not a bad soundtrack to have in the background it is on loop when she only knows three lines. Everybody might never tune in again. <laughs> it's all fun, homeschooling. So this is this is life. This is this is life as it is now. Yeah. So I will skip down to a different question because she's given me a nice in. Um, but thinking of how much time we're spending with the kids and the impact of the world situation over the last calendar while has been, what beliefs do you think would be really important? So I know you're not doing it now because you're lucky your little person is not little anymore, but if you went back, what do you, beliefs do you think would be really important to sort of not give them, because you don't give them beliefs, do you? You kind of guide them and I don't know how you describe it because you don't make them think a certain way, but what would you try and empower them with? at the moment to help them with the future and the challenge of coming out of this at some point, whenever that may be. Yeah. And I, I think what children are great at is being present. But she's right in the moment <laughs> right now, isn't she? That's she's there, she's in she's doing her thing. She's got a huge amount of enjoyment from it and she's completely in her moment, in her present. And I think children are great at doing that. Like you know, like we just said, you know, the concept of time 
is you know dep especially dependent on the age but you know their their concept of time is very different so for us you know we know that it's been a year because we get you know we we have these conversations we we write we remind each other how long this has been going on for but for, mm. for children it's just like it's just an you know it's an one more day and then what are we doing today that's what matters to them what are we doing today what's what's for breakfast lunch and dinner when can I play with this and that's that's all they that's all they need to know so I think these are that's a great skill in itself which we uh, let go of as we get older because we start to worry about we worry about the past we worry about the future we worry about all of the things that may happen the things that may not happen because that's how you know we risk assess and we plan and we we try and plan around that whereas the children are so much more present so I think we can learn that from them <laughs> but I think in terms of what we can help them learn is you know I think it is a lot of it is about making the most of you know what the time that they have so I know that homeschooling is a challenge for parents homeschooling is a challenge for them because they're not in in with their friends but they are experiencing parts of life that they wouldn't necessarily have yeah if they if they were in school so it's about you know making the most of what's different you know and I, I know you know for you that there's certain elements of your work that she will find out more like her dad's work that she gets to experience a little bit more so they're life skills they're not classroom-based skills this year's <laughs> a little Sneaky. It's, the, it's the life skills that she's learning you know the engagement the interaction and it's all it's all just really important that they might be missing out on some elements but then gaining lots of gaining lots of others so yeah I think you know that it's how you respond to things is what also they will learn from at the moment so you know I think not always a good thing at the minute <laughs> that's the challenge isn't it? And I think children learn by what they see and hear rather than what we tell them so how you respond to things will that will shape their their beliefs that will shape how they learn to respond to things their learned behavior will come from this as well so you know seeing how you respond to things and 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 I think that's it's it's a good reminder for us isn't it and I, same for me you know, he is he is bigger, he is older, um, but I still, you know, how I respond to things now is still just as important because it's what he, what I teach him or what he learns from me because it's not necessarily a teaching, it's it's a learning from their point of view, I think, of what's, yes. what's important. So, and it's the, this quality time, isn't it? It's this quality yeah. time of her knowing and seeing her working yeah. parents and the work ethic and the fact that there's lots of things in life that we have to juggle and things that we can control and things that we can't control. <laughs> Don't squash them with the towel. Don't squash them with the towel. Oh. oh, dear. Fingers really were in the door. Oh, dear. Sorry. <laughs> And we have learned not to put fingers in the door when working around the corner. Sorry. Yes, we are learning to juggle. 
and, and that's it. It is it is learning to to try and find your way through it. And and so I think it's not necessarily what we <laughs> teach them; it's what they learn from us. Um, and I think work ethic, learning that you know from from you know, the, girls, the girls' world that you know seeing mum working, seeing dad working, seeing how mum and dad work together to make work work and to look after me in the process it's you know they're all they're all really important things that but I don't know that it's necessarily a teaching thing I think it's more what they learn in this experience and I think we can we can shape that to a certain extent but I think a lot of it is just what they take from it and they shape they shape themselves oh I just get her back a second come here (laughs) Tata You're all right, they're all right. Oh, come and sit. Oh dear. We're just gonna have a third interviewee on your interview because we okay. just need a cuddle. Yeah. Do you have all your fingers? Can you wait? Still there? Yeah, this one. Oh, good. This one. They both work. So we need to teach them to look where they put their hands when they go round a corner. It's not <laughs> present, isn't it? Something. Yeah. Something far more important than my dad is great because that's the way myself okay oh i don't know (laughs) and (laughs) want to know all the technicalities but yeah it does show i should have been more present when i let her out and put put the door behind because it wasn't my full attention and there we go lessons learned that's something else that they'll learn is that we we sometimes we have to do Okay. Oh, well done. She's learning to look after herself when mummy's busy. Guilt. Good, good old bottom lip there. That was kind of what sort of got in. That was how the question came about, like the the guilt and the. It was it was sort of going to start off being about mum guilt, and then I thought, no, it's what can we teach them to help them with the future? Like, what do I wish someone had said to me? when I was younger to help me um and I think that empowering beliefs for them is what they need isn't it um we've got quite a thinker here so she does have her in her moments she's quite good at already which is quite scary at her age of remembering the past and joining things together and carrying them forward so yeah that's quite good focusing more on the the moment well it's also a good skill to have it's she'll learn to take the learning from those memories and apply them into what comes next but I'm you know I I, I've been I went back to work when my son was six months and I worked full-time and that mum guilt is all it always kind of sneaks sneaks in you know and I think but I think it's what they learn from us you know that work ethic that drive and determination but also seeing you succeed seeing how you contribute and what you get from work we'll we'll teach you know we'll teach her of you know what what work what a working life is and yeah that things don't just come in the post or on tesco shelves some things have to be worked for yeah but also what the rewards of when you work hard and when you can you know when you work towards something and you are successful those are the things that she will see that you don't learn necessarily in a classroom they're not on 
the curriculum, those life skills of communication and communication when you feel emotional and communication when you feel under pressure and communication when you're trying to communicate elsewhere. And, you know, they're all things that they're all things that that we learn through experience rather than learn in a classroom. And those are the things that that they learn from us that that time around us at the moment, that extra time around us at the moment, they will pick up from. So She's just going to get the list of questions because I've completely derailed my brain as to where I was now. Where did I think, we get? I think it's good to have the virtual assistant has a mini assistant. So yeah. To have. And she does like joining in and helping. Sure. And that. she's the reason I did it. So that's the point. That's exactly. good. So the last one was, um, is, I don't know whether it's a belief one or not but it kind of felt useful. So phobias are kind of negative beliefs that have yeah. usually got there through some kind of random experience. So how would you give anyone tips for reframing names? And I kind of thought, because there's a lot of people not liking needles that are facing multiple vaccines and things in the future. And how do you, yeah, how do you help people get around that? And uh, yeah, belief, phobias are beliefs either from experience or that perception fear. Um, so I'm, I've seen, you know, when hypnosis is great for phobias, but also just that talk of talking through the positives rather than talking through the fear of, you know, I, I would imagine you're probably doing vaccinations with um, with her rather, you know, in terms of COVID vaccinations, but you know, when you take when you take your children to have the vaccinations, it's like, oh, this is going to stop you from being sick. And it's like, you know, you, you minimise to help with that fear, don't you? And I think that's that's part of where that belief is, is that maximise the fear rather than minimise the fear. And that's part of changing that belief is looking at that and what it what it means. So and I know that, um, you know, hip, hypnosis is great when it is when it is a full phobia, um, hypnosis is great to change that. And I've seen it done not through hypnosis, just through um, just talking talking around it and read the reframe of, of what that looks like. But I think phobias is a, a, an interesting one because the the you know where the brain captures an experience and then it's the brain trying to keep safe, and so it's that overprotectiveness of that but i think certainly um i've seen you know hypnosis is definitely a good option a good option for helping with that and i and i've certainly seen quite a lot of um people who work um in hypnotherapy that are helping with that at the moment because the vaccines are coming out thick and fast so yeah see i i used to be one of those people scared of needles but um like I said, situations with this little one were quite traumatic. So I went from being terrified when I was pregnant to to everything happening so often and so out of my control that I didn't have time to be scared. And by the time she was born, it was like, do what you like. Not bothered yeah. anymore. And now I think I will, for the first time ever, be skipping into the doctors going, yep, get on with it. <laughs> I want it done. I, Let me out. That's, 
that's almost two, there's two beliefs there, isn't there? There's the belief around the the fear of the, the needles or vaccinations, but there's also the belief in wanting to keep you and your child safe. And so sometimes, you know, in that hierarchy of beliefs, we have one belief that becomes more powerful than the other. And it doesn't necessarily take it away, but it minimizes that second belief of, okay, what's more important here? What's more important here is a, a happy, healthy child that can go out and play. And for you, you know, that being able to go out um, and, and integrate with people again and be able to get some sense of normality back in, in life. So that belief becomes stronger than the beliefs, negative beliefs that you hold around vaccinations or needles or whatever. That yeah, is. I think I am have the phobia of doctors don't they of it's not what happens in the do it's the actual getting to the doctors itself so it's really very different for different people yeah I know mine was the fact that someone else was using the needle on me like mm -hmm. if I'd been given it and told give it to yourself it would have took me a while but I would have found that easier but I think I just had a desensitization program by the end without planning it and that was it was kind of I had enough experiences of okay, I had one and I survived, I had one and I was all right, I had one and I managed it. And the confidence grew from, I've done this multiple times yeah. now. So, so you've, you've had a belief that's been shaped by experience, but then you've had new sets of experiences that have, have helped you to challenge and change that belief that you held. Yeah. So I guess it reframed without me consciously attempting to do so. This, the, the experiences that you had initially that shaped that belief have then been overridden by new experiences that have shaped a new belief that that takes its place yeah which is essentially what we're all trying to do with any sort of negative beliefs or beliefs that limit us is we're trying yeah. to experience new things that help us to see the world differently to reframe the how we see the world yeah. so that we can see it differently but I think sometimes you know and and I know you've heard me say this often enough but we need to be our own critical thinker and challenge what we you know when we quite often we you know we will think that our beliefs are the right belief because it's shaped on our experiences but we do need to still challenge that I know other people will challenge that but we do need to challenge that as well of is this belief helpful to me is this belief true you know what else do other people believe and and why is that and to and that's part of the listening and sharing of experiences and of seeing things differently but sometimes the beliefs that we hold we feel that they're helpful to us but actually they there's a lot of evidence or a lot of other ways of seeing the world that might be more helpful to us yeah it's we just kind of wrong it's what's best and it's what we understand and how we see it yeah we don't always we can start off with a belief one way but we don't always acknowledge that situations change around it and it's not current anymore I suppose yeah yeah, yeah. and that that's part of the you know the the ego element isn't it of needing to be right needing to know more of being able to accept that now you're seeing something different <clears throat> that that changes your opinion on things it changes the way you see things I think you know a lot of people worry about stepping forward and saying oh yeah I used to yeah I used to believe that but 
now I now I've you know I've seen something different or I've read something different or I've spoken to different people and actually that's really made me think about whether what I did believe was true and whether but it's it's us taking ownership for that it's not somebody forcing that on us it's us being curious of us being inquisitive and you know like the you know children are with the why 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 it's because they want understand it they don't just want to accept that what you say is true they want to understand why that's true they they're shaping their own beliefs as they as they do that and we we stop that don't we as adults we don't ask why often enough yeah that's so true actually we're not curious enough in the way that children are so again it's something else we can we can learn from that (laughs) we learn more from them Yeah, they don't they're not afraid to change their mind and like that's completely like you ask them what they want to be when they grow up and you'll get a different answer every week won't you whereas i think people feel like once they've said it they've got to stick by it yeah. and it is quite hard as a grown-up well say hard but it's quite common that we just we've said it so we've got to do it because we've said it we can't go actually i've had a rethink and we can just got to yeah. learn to yeah but and logicalize it whereas they change their mind illogically don't they just on yeah, just how they feel just because they can it's yeah, fun because they've, they've heard something different and so yeah. now they believe this i wonder how many people i didn't have it luckily but there was a lot of people that had that with santa lists this year didn't they the kids they asked the kids what they want send the list to santa and then change their mind and poor santa wants to do a u-turn that's what springs to mind <laughs> But it is, it's that, I, it's that, um, I, I'm not, I've heard, you know, I love the expression childlike curiosity of really wanting to explore and find out. And I, and I think that's, I, again, I think that's a lovely childlike quality, isn't it? It's the fun, the play, the being present and that curiousness, is that a word, curiousness, curiosity that children have, which I think is so special, but something that we, I think we could do with we could do with more of I think yeah definitely more fun and curiosity hence yeah. we knew we weren't going to get through a whole session without her joining in <laughs> it's just too much FOMO going on <laughs> she wants to be involved yeah but she's still got all her fingers and all her toes <laughs> yeah trust, trust me to do that when I'm <laughs> talking to you it's recorded <laughs> Some of the powers that be will be knocking on the door by 2 p.m. because they've been watching it on their coffee break. I am. Um, oh, I, I just, oh, yeah, I, we haven't got time for me to list all of the injuries that my son picked up. So <laughs> it's, it's all, all part of all part of the growing experience. Yeah. Well, we actually managed to get through all of all my lives. Yeah. Thank you. So I had to much. take and one out by the end. <laughs> well I, I think you know I just really appreciate it's clear that you have a lot going on and a lot to juggle oh she's so cute so I just I really appreciate that you've taken the time thank you for letting me have mummy thank you for letting me sh- thank you for sharing mummy with me we're done we're done <laughs> you got a thumbs no, up I don't know if you can see that up. <laughs> you've got lots going on so I, I'm really really glad that you have shared your time with me great questions great conversation <laughs> great interruption what a cute interruption it is yeah seriously. 
but thank you thank you very much so this will um this will come out across all of the platforms as i said at the beginning do like and subscribe so that you don't miss out there's an episode coming out every week at the moment so there's lots of lots of these conversations coming through um but thank you so much hazel enjoy the rest of your day and everybody else take care and we will see you very soon bye thanks zoe bye wait a minute don't forget to like, share and subscribe.